Hello everyone, welcome to my channel. My name is Federico and this is Wheels on Fire. And here we are again with another podcast. Welcome everyone once again, a returning of a new podcast. Once again, the return of Formula One after two weeks. This time specifically for the Singapore Grand Prix. First time that we see this race since 2019 when Sebastian Vettel won that race so far the last one of his career, and honestly, a lot happened. It was a wet race, let's start with that, and definitely we saw a lot of action from the beginning to the end, we saw a lot of unpredictable results and many, many things to talk about during this podcast. First things first, we of course, of course, we have to talk about Sergio Perez. He got once again another win after a series of races that weren't really good for him, the results weren't really the ones that he was expecting, the ones that the team was expecting. Finally, this time he did it. Not only he achieved his second win of the season, the third one of his career, but he drove absolutely... It was magical. Let's say it was absolutely magical what he did, the, the way he drove from the beginning to the end. He had an incredible start, taking, uh, overtaking Leclerc from that P2 to P1. He... Definitely did it amazing. Then after that, he just, even though there were some difficulties throughout the races, some safety cars, Biltro safety cars, moments where he was a little bit slower, but still he was able to keep that position perfectly. He was able to keep the pace, even defend when it was necessary. And he just did it. He absolutely did it. And this is definitely a great result for him, especially considering that his teammate first happened, which of course was unexpected didn't have the, the, the weekend that he was probably expecting, right? A weekend where it was possible to retain his championship, become world champion for the second time in his career, but it wasn't ideal at all, really. Um, not only a mistake or a miscommunication happened in, in qualifying between the team and him, so he had to start in P8, but also during the race he had a very tough start, then after that, when he was about to recover, tried to get closer to the podium places, he made a, after the, the last safety car restart, he made a, a big mistake. And of course, he had to, uh, yes, and, and of course, he was practically in the last place. Uh, once again, made another pit stop. Uh, pretty much, it wasn't the ideal race for him. In the end, he finished in P7. Of course, recovering compared to what was happening in the end, but still, of course, it was not enough. Still, his advantage is huge right now. Of course, I think Red Bull got a pretty good result with Perez, so I think that's pretty much all they care about, knowing that Verstappen really has a big, big chance ahead now in Japan next week, knowing that there are only five races left for this uh, 2022 championship to be over. We also, of course, have to talk about Ferrari. This time, I think Ferrari did a really good job with both of their drivers, with the strategy. They were very consistent in general. Uh, Charles Leclerc finished in P2. Sainz finished in P3. They did, they did a pretty good job, honestly. Of course, Leclerc was expecting to finish in P1 after getting his ninth pole position, already breaking a record. And, of course, there were moments that he was actually close, but, yes, it was definitely not enough to to 
two overtakes Sergio Perez. It is true that, that in the end, in the last few laps, he lost all the pace that he had. So even though Sergio Perez received that five-second five-second time penalty for um, for everything that happened in the safety car, still um, apparently it was for not respecting the speed of the safety car. Still, even without that, he finished seven seconds behind. So clearly, it wasn't enough for for Charles Leclerc to get that victory that third victory of the season. For Carlos Sainz, a little bit more of the same. It's true that he defended pretty well against Lewis Hamilton for that P3, and it's pretty much the position that he kept the, the whole race. He had a really good start, of course. That's something I have, to, I have to say. But, of course, he was far away from his teammate. There wasn't any moment, really, where Leclerc and Sainz were close between each other. But yes, I have to say that overall the strategies by the team worked well. The pit stops were fine. Uh, they made the correct decisions. And really there isn't anything more to, to ask, honestly. I think this kind of result, of course, they're not ideal, especially knowing that we're almost arriving to the end of the season. But I think that this kind of results, this, uh, this consistency is pretty much the, the way that Ferrari can build up on uh, in order to recover some confidence in order to re- in order to recover the pace in general and to basically start thinking about the the next season start thinking about the 2023 season which is pretty much of course they still have their chances for both championships but it's pretty much the best thing they can do you know and and of course for next season if they can build a car as competitive as this one or even better then just make sure that they don't make the same mistakes that they did this year and and they should be fine, honestly, because they have two drivers that are definitely capable of winning races, they are capable of fighting and even winning championships. So it should be it should be a good result. But honestly, at least for Ferrari, even though it is gonna be very hard to win both championships, at least to be able to keep the second position in the constructors' championship and improve from last year, of course, it's gonna be a benefit. And I think that's pretty much what they did today, right? Uh, the difference between Ferrari and Mercedes today was very big. Lewis Hamilton that, yes, he had a good beginning. He was close to the podium places every time. But he made several mistakes that saw him end up in P9. In the case of George Russell, he had to start from the pit lane after changing the engine. The, the, anyway, he... he was knocked out in Q2, so he didn't have the best qualifying session as, as he normally has. But the problem pretty much is that, that well, the, the pace wasn't really there. He had an incident for a moment with Bottas. Then they tried to use the, the medium tires when it wasn't really the time. Um, pretty much taking a risk, you know. I, I think it's understandable, the risk that they took, honestly. But it's pretty much what happened. And that is why it, well, it wasn't really the day for Mercedes. They only scored two points and they definitely lost a lot of pace for Ferrari. Pace that will be important to recover if they want to keep fighting for that second place in the Constructors' Championship, which is pretty much all they can, they can aspire to uh, in order not to keep losing so much pace compared to, to last year, right? To at least make the difference a little bit smaller. But this is pretty much what happens and that's why I'm saying that overall at least Ferrari can can say that they did a pretty decent job because after all if we if considering that they're closer 
uh, in the fight with Mercedes rather than with Red Bull right now, unfortunately, then for Ferrari, this kind of results, for the numbers at least mathematically, it is, uh, it is definitely a very positive result. And it is also a very positive result if we talk about the fight for the fourth place in the Constructors' Championship. We specifically, let's talk about McLaren. I think they, they well, they, they definitely had their best race of the season. Uh, Lando Norris, who finished in fourth. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo, who finished in fifth. Best result of the season by him as well. Honestly, I think that McLaren, uh, the pace was good, especially from... From Lando, it was he had a pretty good uh, qualifying session where he finished in P6, if I'm not wrong. Then he started the race. He was fighting with Alonso for for that P5. He he did a pretty decent job. Of course, they were very lucky that whenever the virtual safety car came, they could change the tires, and the rest did it a lot before. But they they were lucky. But they I think they took advantage of that because they. They did pretty. They they were very efficient with the strategy, even with the pit stops and everything. And that's pretty much the reason why Lando Norris could, uh, was able to finish in that position. Pretty much the reason why uh, Daniel Ricciardo was able to uh, overtake so many drivers, really. And he kept his soft tires pretty well, which was quite a different strategy compared to the rest. So overall, I have to say that yes, it was a perfect result. And the perfect weekend, at least of this season, for, for McLaren, probably better than expected. And, only, and not only that, because for Alpine, it was pretty much the opposite. Esteban Ocon, on the one hand, who had a horrible weekend, was knocked out of Q1, didn't have chances at all to get into the points, not even the top 15, to be honest. Uh, then had a problem, I think he had a problem with, with his engine, so he had to retire at the early stages of the race. And then in the case of Fernando Alonso, he had a great qualifying session. His 350th start. He had a great qualifying session. He did a, a great job, honestly, at, uh, in general at the very beginning of the race. Usually keeping that P5, P6. He, honestly, I have to say that he, he certainly did a good job. But the problem pretty much is that uh, once again, he had an engine problem. And after that, all the hopes for Alpine were actually lost, completely lost. And that was the moment that McLaren benefited from it. And it's just a matter of thinking about it. The, the amount of points that McLaren got today, they got a total of 22 points. And on the other hand, Alpine, who got zero, then now the fight is getting very, very interesting, uh, to be honest. And we'll see what's going to happen next races. Maybe in the next race, we see the opposite. Who knows? But for sure... I think that McLaren took advantage of absolutely everything today, of uh, the problems that Alpine had, of the good luck that they had during the race. And yes, they did a good strategy. They delivered uh, a perfect result for the team. And this is, again, as I said with Ferrari, that they should build up from here in terms of confidence, in terms of everything. I think that's pretty much what, what, they, actually, what they actually have to do. It was also a very positive result for Aston Martin, uh, Lance Stroll on the one hand who got his best, who's his best ever finish of the season, P6, very consistent race by him. But even we have to talk about Sebastian Vettel. Honestly, uh, Vettel drove an excellent race. He finished P8, uh, both drivers inside the points getting many, many useful points. That honestly, the way he, in the end, he was overtaken by, by Verstappen, but the way he defended against both Verstappen and Hamilton 
with a much less competitive car. I definitely think that he did a, a really good job. And, and yes, uh, it's pretty much what everyone wants to see, what everyone wants to see from Vettel, especially here that he's a lion of Singapore. His last race here in Singapore, his last five races are about to come for, for his F1 career. But yes, definitely, uh, once again, a very positive result for, for Aston Martin. Even Pierre Gasly, why not? He kind of, let's say, saved the weekend for AlphaTauri, at least scoring one point, uh, knowing that Yuki Tsunoda had this incident, the last car to actually retire from the race, knowing how difficult this year is, how complicated this year has been so far for, for, for Pierre Gasly, but for AlphaTauri in general. Uh, they are not really competitive. I would say that last year they were a little bit more competitive. And yes, it's definitely, it's definitely hard to see these kind of things. But at least they, they were able to score a point. They were able to remain competitive throughout the race, which is pretty much uh, also an important thing, again, to build up from here, right? In the case of... In the cases, no, not only from Afatari, but specifically from, from Pierre Gasly. Of course, it was... Uh, if we had to talk about... Alfa Romeo, for example, or Williams. It was a very hard weekend for them. Alfa Romeo, on the one hand, well, Bottas was very close of scoring points, but he didn't in the end. And the situation with Bottas is interesting because he had a really, uh, really good start of the season. But then after that, it's been a couple of races where he cannot score points, where at least this race he was close to scoring points. But in general, where the performance is just not there. And one new Joe, well, he, he was the first retirement of the race. He wasn't really his fault. He was, uh, he had an incident with Nicolas Latifi, but well, he got to retire from the race, that's the truth. And then, well, for Williams, uh, both drivers who made a lot of mistakes this, uh, this weekend overall, both knocked out of, of Q3. And Pretty much the race there wasn't there, there isn't pretty there isn't really anything to to actually talk about because they uh, overall uh, they they didn't have any chances at all and finally well we can talk about Haas um, in the case of Haas I think that it was a weekend of up and downs that in the end we didn't see the results that we that they were expecting at least right ups and downs in in terms that Kevin Magnussen for example got into Q3 but then had a pretty difficult start. On the other hand, not only did he get a, a really good, not, not, not only did he get a, a, a bad start, but at least during the race, he was able to recover. Even his teammate, Mick Schumacher, was able to recover from, from time to time. And honestly, there were moments that they were even inside the points, that they were definitely close to, to scoring points, but in the end, they couldn't do it. That's, that's pretty much why I would say it was a weekend of, up and, of ups and downs and, and why in the end it ended up in, a, in quite a negative way, let's say, because they, they, just couldn't, uh, they, they just couldn't get the results as they were expecting. It has already been a few races where they cannot really get, the, get points, but, but well, at least this time they, they were a little bit close and at least they didn't have any technical problems with the car, which is, I guess, something that can be said as the, as the positive part, right? But what we know... As a conclusion, as a conclusion of this um, of this Singapore Grand Prix, we we can say the fight's still on for the drivers' championship. 
technically, of course, the, the advantage still from Verstappen is very big. But technically, if we're talking about mathematically, then the fight is still on. And also, uh, we can also say that Paris is back in a certain way. Uh, finally, another win, much-needed win for his confidence, for everything. And who knows? Maybe Paris can actually finish second in the in the drivers' championship and get the best ever uh, season for Red Bull, winning both championships and finishing one-two in the in the drivers' championship, which is something that has never, never been accomplished before. And also, another thing to say is the first uh, win of Red Bull here in Singapore since Sebastian Vettel uh, did it in 2013, nine years ago exactly. So how interesting is that as well? And definitely, Red Bull are in their shape. It, it is true that anyway that they are being investigated right now. Uh, and of course, in another podcast or in an Instagram post, we're going to get more specific with this about the, the investigation from the FIA regarding the, the budget caps. And now that Red Bull is mainly being investigated, uh, Ferrari and Mercedes are two teams that were complaining about this in particular, that Red Bull wasn't really following the orders. So definitely a lot of things to talk about. And a, a lot of things to consider to, to see mainly what's going to happen. Honestly, my personal opinion, I really doubt that something will happen to Rebel because we are already in a stage of this, of this uh, season that I, I don't think that anything will, will happen. But, you know, we'll see. The, what, what is true is that the FIA can be quite unpredictable from time to time. And we know that for a fact. But, well, this has been the Singapore Grand Prix overall, the results... I hope you, you really like the, this race, this return of the streets of Singapore for the first time in three years since 2019. And I hope also that you're enjoying the last parts of this season. Only five races left next weekend in Japan. Also the return of Japan for the first time in three years because it's also another, another circuit that the last time we saw it uh, in the calendar was in 2019. So definitely a lot of interesting things that could happen. Maybe next weekend the championship is solved and, and Verstappen becomes, uh, for a second time in his career, the driver's championship. Maybe no. Maybe Leclerc and Perez keep surviving. Who knows? Anything can happen, to be honest. But the truth is, very excited to see what is exactly going to happen. And as I always say, thank you very much and see you in the next podcast.